Welcome back to the show, Sally. I know we haven't had a chance to chat in a while on the podcast. For So for those first-time listeners, can you tell everyone a little bit about you? Sure. So I'm a registered dietitian. I'm a mom of two. I have a ninth grader and a college freshman. And I blog at Real Mom Nutrition, which is a no-judgment zone about feeding a family. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited to have you back, and I'm especially excited to talk to you about this topic today, getting our kids ready for college, or I guess like the preparation steps. I know you just went through this process. So while it was fresh on your mind, I felt like I wanted to have you on. I am kind of in the middle of things myself, I guess, with a junior starting to really think about what our next steps are and am I behind all those good things. So, you know, for parents just starting this process with their kids, what advice do you have? So my advice is to not panic and to not assume that you are behind, especially if you have a junior (laughs) or earlier. I do feel like the chatter about college starts really early. Yes, very early. A lot earlier than I think it needs to be um, in terms of the stress level for students and, um, and their families. So no, if you have a junior, you are totally not behind. I remember thinking the same thing and we were going through it sort of in the midst of COVID and a lot of the schools were closed. Mm-hmm. They weren't giving tours. I was freaking out. My my son was trying to take the ACT and it kept getting canceled because of COVID. And I remember being in tears and thinking, this isn't going to get done. He's not going to go to college. Right. Like, and everything worked out and I know it will work out for you too. So um, absolutely. There's tons of time left. Don't, don't worry. Okay. Well, that makes me feel a lot better. I mean, I will say that the chatter does start very early. I don't remember, you know, when I was in that age that we started, I mean, my sixth grader came home Mm -hmm. and said, so-and-so is going to Harvard. And I said, (laughs) no, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) No one is going. Right I now. think I'd say my middle when my my younger son was in middle school, he would come home and tell me those things too. And I think I think sometimes schools are trying to encourage students who may not have may, who, who for whom college may not be on their radar. They may right. be trying to encourage kids right. to think about college <laughs> as an option. But for some students, that just creates like a lot of stress and anxiety. Yes. Like, gosh, I'm in sixth grade. Should should I know what I want to major in already? Like it's right. ridiculous, you know? I, yes, it's hard enough to know what you would like to do with the rest of your life at 18 um, to have to think about that, let alone be at that age. So, so as a parent, how do you strike a balance between being helpful in this process and not overbearing or naggy? I found it really helpful to let the school guide my student as much as possible because your child's school has resources and people there to help. So between the counselors and um, their humanities teachers, their English teachers, whatever it's called at your school, they can help them with their essays. There are lots of resources that the school has. They may have a dedicated college type counselor. There are so many things that the school has and information, and they've done this a million times. They know exactly what your student needs to do. So I really encouraged my student to, my son to, Um, to take advantage of those opportunities. So for instance, um, he didn't necessarily want me reading his essay as much as I really wanted to like, (laughs) but he loved his English teacher. So I was like, show, you know, show her your essay. She gave him great feedback. 
um, right around the time that, that those early applications were due, the counselors held these sessions in the library, for instance, at lunchtime, and you could pop in and ask questions. Oh, so wow. I encouraged him to, you know, go during lunch, which he did. And so take advantage of those and don't feel like as a parent, you've got to run this whole operation and know everything because there's so much to know. And the people at your child's school are the experts and they will, you know, know how to guide your, your student. And so I think really as parents, we're sort of there for support, you know, like if the school offers a meeting that parents can go to about college, attend that. Um, I did attend like a little um, seminar on a weekend once to kind of learn about the college process. That was helpful, but I don't think it was absolutely necessary. I mean, right. I think parents can spend a lot of money mm -hmm. um, on this <laughs> process and hiring consultants and whatever and, and essay uh, tutors. We didn't do any of that, but um, I did do, do this little relatively inexpensive seminar. It, again, it was helpful, but I, I probably didn't need to do that. But really, I think that, you know, you're there for support. Um, I think that uh, it's a really complicated process. It is not, depending on, you know, what age, you know, your listeners are, it, it, it's not the same process it was. Definitely when I went to college, you know, it's online. There are multiple platforms right. that need to be connected and sometimes those platforms change. And so um, I think, you know, letting letting the school help as much as possible and then just being there, especially you're gonna need a lot of emotional support for your, mm -hmm. your student because it's a really, it's a really stressful process. Yeah, so I will say like ninth and 10th grade, you know, the, the past two years with my daughter, they, um, you know, especially being in like pretty crazy COVID times, I would bring up, you know, oh, you know, do you think about this? Do you think about taking this class? This will be good for college. And she was very much in the zone of like, don't talk to me about this right now. Mm -hmm. I am just, I'm not thinking about that right now. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to bring it up. And I would, ca you know, casually like slide it in there. But then I just came to the realization that, you know what, when she's ready and obviously it's not decision-making time, ninth and 10th grade anyway, she'll be ready when she's ready and me, you know, like kind of preemptively sticking those things in there was probably not doing the best for her, but she is now, you know, she's looking at things. And like you said, the school with resources. Um, and if you don't, you know, I would say just ask your counselors or ask the school because they are there. Um, my daughter just sent me today um, on lunch, a list of colleges that will be visiting their school or mm -hmm. will be hosting virtual yeah. meetings. And so, um, she it said you know she sent me a screenshot it said like click to set up your appointment so she sent that to me um which I thought was really cool because I don't know well I didn't have the internet in high school so <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I definitely didn't have that <laughs> um but I thought that was super cool because she said I want to like go to these websites mm -hmm. and then figure out who I want to you know set up a time to meet with so I thought well that would have been really awesome to have that opportunity mm -hmm. um mine I mean I guess a blessing and a curse right because like you said there's so many platforms that interconnect and mm -hmm. Khan Academy connects to college board and it's like you exactly. know all this stuff and then for us was just like here's your pencil and paper application mm -hmm. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. I remember <laughs> handwriting my little essay, you know, and I now, know, you so know, and in some ways it's easier because the, with the common application, you can submit, you can apply to a lot of schools with kind of a click of a button, but it also makes it, I think, a little bit overwhelming to, to narrow down, you know, you think, wow, well, should I apply to 25 different schools then? You know, it, it does add this sort of element of anything is possible. And, right. And you know what? Um, someone just told me, uh, another mom, um, another dietitian actually, that I was talking to last week. And she said she, um, her son had an essay coach, I guess that's what maybe what they're called for, for writing the essays for college entrance. And, um, the advice they gave him was to, when you have something like memorable or something that really like, you know, I don't know, an activity or an event or a sporting event or something that you really had some emotion around or something like jot it down or like put it in the notes section of your phone, like, Oh, essay idea. And like mm-hmm. jot that down. So I don't know if that falls in that overbearing um, suggestion zone. <laughs> well, it's interesting when you were talking about bringing things up with your daughter and being like, you know, this would be good for yeah. college or whatever. <laughs> and I absolutely did that. You know, like, I really think you should join honor society. And, yes. You know, that if you get a B in that class. And I really regret that because it, yeah. def- it definitely came back to me from as feedback from my son that he felt very pressured by that. Yes. And to me, I felt like, gosh, well, I'm not a tiger mom. Well, I'm not, oh, at no. least I'm not like this, mm-hmm. but he read all of that, especially in these like COVID and post COVID time, I guess it's not post COVID. We're still in COVID, but yeah. sort of the, the, you know, we're sort of past the sort of lockdown, right. You know, remote school part of it, at least for us. Um, I think it was just too much. And, um, they are trying to navigate high school and their classes now with this sort of like imaginary future that they don't know what it's going to look like or feel like it's really hard for them. It's so abstract, this concept of like being in school. So that's one of the things that I, one piece of advice is like, don't worry if your kid just doesn't seem interested or excited about it. Because to me, I felt like my kid was so focused on what he was doing, which was senior year, was trying to enjoy senior year, trying to, you know, get through these hard classes that he just couldn't even picture it. And so Mm -hmm. how could he be excited about this thing that he didn't even know what it was going to be like? The excitement for him came later when he had his admitted student tour. So once he applied and got admitted, we went back to these schools for what's called an admitted student tour. And it's kind of a deep dive into, okay, here's what a class would be like. Here's where their okay. dining hall would be, you know. And that's when he started to get excited. But until then, he was just like, look, like, I'm just trying to, like, go to school and, like, play my sport. Right. And study. <laughs> and you're trying to, you know, talk to me about this thing that I don't even, I don't even know where I'm going to be. I don't know what it's going to look like. So, um, you know, I think in hindsight, of course, he wasn't excited about, about right. college and like writing this essay or, you know, filling out these forms or whatever, because he's just a regular kid having a senior year. Yeah, we got to keep that in mind. Um, you know, I think that these COVID years have probably changed our perspective on a lot of things and not knowing really day to day, you know, how fast things can change and how mm-hmm. fast our world can change. So 
Um, yeah, keeping all that in mind. So what was the hardest part of the college process as a parent? And then you have to tell us the best part. too. <laughs> I think um, the hardest part is just not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing where he was going to be um, thinking what's going to be best for him, you know, and really my son gave me a reality check when he was like, you know, we were going to all of these different schools and, you know, you picture your kid at all these different places. And my son was like, you know, I think I'm going to be fine at any of these places. Like it's, you know, it's kind of what I make it and I think right. I'll be fine. And I was like, oh my gosh, like my, my <laughs> kid just, just like gave me a reality check, yeah. which is like, and I do believe like there's not one perfect school. And so much of the, the hype and the pressure you feel is like, oh, you got, you got to find that perfect match for your kid. I know. And, um, you know, when, as he said very wisely, he'll be fine at a lot of different places. And college is, as you know, what you make of it. Yes. And you can be happy in a lot of places. And I think there are some really good books written about this topic too, that, um, that like Julie Lithgott Hames, like how to raise a, an adult. Yes. Written a lot about college. And I love her message of like, look, you know, these elite schools get a lot of attention and buzz and hype, but there are tons and tons of other schools yes. that are much easier to get into and that would absolutely love to have your, your kid there and that they would thrive at. So exactly. I think the hardest part is like tuning out the noise and just focusing on the reality of the situation and knowing your kid is going to do well at multiple places, doesn't need to get into one of these 25 schools to be happy and to do well. So yeah, I think that's the hardest thing. To yeah. yeah. Well, and also um, for listeners out there, you referenced how to raise an adult. Julie was actually on the podcast and I wish I knew what episode number it was right now, but I don't. But I will definitely link up to it in the show notes. Um, but she was on the podcast, not this past summer, the summer previous. And she's amazing. She's she, fantastic. She yeah. really is. I mean, her book is great. But then even, you know, to have her on the podcast is just, she just like blew it out of the water. Yeah. Like You just are like, okay. <laughs> yeah makes you feel a lot better and also it allows you to maybe just let some stress like weight on your shoulders just kind of mm -hmm. push it off a bit so okay best part <laughs> best part of the college process yes I need to hear it <laughs> <laughs> I mean I personally found it fun to go on the campus tours I really did because it like made me want to go back to college I was I've... gonna that's what I'm so <laughs> excited we have one scheduled for November and I'm like Oh, okay, where are we going to go before? And what are we going to do? And what are we going to wear? My I know, like, just Mom. like, I know. It, <laughs> yeah, I know you will, you will feel super embarrassing and awkward, um, <laughs> like in front of your kid at these stores. Cause I'm like always in the front of the pack with my hand raised, like with a million questions. Yeah. And my kid is like, oh. So I, I did enjoy the tours and, and picturing, you know, my kid at these different schools. But I will say, that I think you can go to too many tours. Mm. And what happened with my son is that we went on so many tours and really we only went on maybe five or six that by the last one, like he basically wrote off the last school because he was tired of tours. Okay. And that could have been a school that he would have enjoyed and done really well at. But by the time we got to that last one and a lot of them, they start 
feeling the same. They usher you into a room and they tell you how great the school is. And then they show you the library and the cafeteria and whatever. So by your fifth or sixth one, it's feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of done with this. So I got a piece of advice from a friend who said, um, instead of like going all over the country and doing all of these tours or all over your state or wherever, she said um, she would recommend, you know, if you can wait until your child, you know, gets into some of these schools and then go on the admitted student tour okay. instead of running all over the place doing right sort of a basic tour, which I thought, you know, I think that that's a pretty neat idea, especially if you don't have the time or resources or whatever to go to all of the different right. schools your child's interested in. Um, is to wait and do those admitted tours, which are a little more meaningful because you're like, okay, I'm in this, I'm accepted to this school. I could go here if I wanted to. What would life really be like? And they do, as I said, they do take a little bit deeper of a dive. You know, you can attend a class and different things like that. And that really makes it feel real. So yeah, so college tours, super fun, but you can't overdo them, I think. Okay. That's really good advice. Yeah. We have I figured, you know, our schedule is always so hectic with sports and dance and my work travel or whatever we might travel or whatever we might be doing. So I felt like if I could spread these out and like maybe do this year, just do like one a quarter mm-hmm. and really just things I'm going to focus in probably um, Florida has a great program called Bright Futures for, you know, if you go to school in the state and then they also, you know, we also have like a prepaid um, program, which is really um, great for going to school in the state of Florida. So I think we're going to first kind of go and take a look through some of those schools that are at the top of the list. And my daughter, fortunately for her, seems pretty set on what she would like to focus on in college. Um, so that's helpful because that really narrows things down Mm -hmm. for us (laughs) Yeah, a lot. So it's really dependent on those, the program, you know? And so for her, she's kind of already, and I will say, I know you and I both, we go back and forth about social media and it's pros and cons. And, Mm -hmm. um, I will say she was showing me two nights ago, um, a girl on uh, different people on TikTok who were like, I wanted, like, I'm a marine scientist and like, Mm -hmm. and I'm at, um, I don't even know, Hawaii Pacific University. And here's what my day looks like. And like, hi, I'm at blah, blah, blah university. And like, I'm in the marine science program here. And here's my internships that are available. And it's like, here's some that are paid. Here's some that aren't. And I was like, oh my word, there's so much information here. I guess I think like, TikTok is like, you know, food trends and dancing. Mm -hmm. And then she has this whole stream of, you know, people, you know, giving her information, which I just thought, well, there I've I've been proved wrong. I guess social media isn't just food trends and dancing. Yeah, I I think my son did the same thing. And he would follow, uh, he'd follow the schools he was interested in to follow their accounts. Right. And they would show like, oh, here we're having, you know, club day or whatever. And Mm -hmm. you kind of get a little peek. And then he followed um, some like professors uh, for the topic that he was interested in at the different schools. 
And now that he's a freshman, he follows different accounts of like, okay, here's how to survive the dining hall or here's right. how to, and it's, it is pretty cool. But I will say, you know, the one piece of advice I'd have if, you're, if your kid is feeling a lot of pressure and stuff is to make sure they do take a break from social media if they're getting a lot of, you know, posts about people, you know, revealing which colleges they went to or posting all the colleges yes. they're applying to. I think that there can be a lot of pressure that comes from social mm -hmm. media in that way. And you don't know if you've seen those videos of like um, kids will film themselves like opening up the email to see if they got it oh, or not. And to I can't me, stand those. I can't either. <laughs> and I just think like, especially for the kids who didn't get into a certain school that yeah. they thought was their quote unquote dream school and to see everybody else screaming with excitement because they got in. I just feel like that can, that can do no good. <laughs> right. So, you know, maybe taking a break from social media if they're feeling overwhelmed or yes. feeling like everyone has their stuff together. Everybody's applying to all these schools and visiting all these schools and I don't know what I'm going to do. And so, well, I would advise that as a parent as well, mm -hmm. because I can tell you, you know, it's just hard. Social media, yeah. you like are scrolling through. And like we talked about when we first started this conversation of feeling behind and yeah. that's when I feel behind. Yep. I just like being very raw and honest here. Like that yeah. is when I feel behind is when I log on to Facebook or whatever it might be. And you scroll and it's like, oh, so-and-so has been dual enrolled for since like preschool. And you're like, oh, well. <laughs> since preschool. <laughs> I saw someone post there on um, their, their child was getting ready to apply and she showed her SAT scores and her grade point average and Ooh. how proud she was of her student. And I thought, oh my gosh, these, you know, parents out there who are concerned about their child's grade or concerned about the scores yeah. or just concerned about just the whole process, like just how awful that would be to see that and to feel and to compare yourself, to compare your yeah. student. And it's so unfair, you know, it's so unfair to your child to compare them. It really like that. So it really is. And I watch out. I read not to get too far off track, but I read a post on Facebook um, <laughs> a recently a parent talking about um, her son having um, ADHD and the struggles they had faced and how um, detrimental it social media was to her mm -hmm. um, and not these, you know, whoever was posting had no ill intent of posting like as proud parents like here's my kid you know with yep. national honor society here's my child succeeding at this and here's my child succeeding at that success 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 yes. and so you know she was like well success for us looks so different yes and it really created you know a mental health issue mm -hmm. um, for her and the you know just trying to manage your the special needs of your child um in that space yeah. so it's just really hard so comparing on all fronts for the kids and for yes. parents i would say yes. just take a step away because like i just said success looks different for everybody and yep. you know especially coming out of what we just came out of these past couple years these kids like you said it's there was a point where we were all like, what does tomorrow look like? What does next year look like? Will we ever, you know, see this, each other in person again? That's like, it's all these things that we face. So we have to give each other some grace and definitely take a step away from the social media. If you feel 
like it's, you know, you feel yes. yourself starting to mm-hmm. kind of slip into that, that, um, you know, pattern of comparison and just feeling bad and behind and everything it could be bad. And I think as parents, we have, or at least I had this vision of what I thought my kids' college experience was going to look like. And your, you know, our kids are not us, you know, they're their own. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) And so I think that's really important. Like we were talking before we started recording about like college isn't for every kid, you know, there are amazing trade programs and some kids want to take a gap year. Some kids want to enter the workforce or join the military. My son has multiple friends from his graduating class who are at the local community college doing really well. And, you know, saving a lot of money and then yes. they're going to transfer to a, a, you know, a four-year university. Right. Um, and so, and so that is probably different than the traditional college experience as well, but it doesn't mean it's not a great choice for your kids. So I think right. just, it's, it's so, it's so hard and everything that our kids do, it's so hard to be like, okay, they are their own person. They are not a little me. Yes. You know? I know. And I, I, it's so funny. You're like, I just had, you know, conversation about this is as well where I have had to tell myself, it's not your journey. It's, it's her journey. You know, you're there to support her journey, but she's, she's who she is and you are who you are as individuals. And so what's good for you or what you think you want, you know, (laughs) what she should want is not what she wants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Why is that such, it was so hard to like digest, but you know, it is for me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make no mistake. I don't have this figured out either. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll get there. So I think we talked about this a little bit. Is it normal for your kid to just not seem very excited about college in general, which I, you know, like I said, I was in a little bit of a panic, like what's happening? Why do you not care? This is like what you should want. This is how you should feel. Mm-hmm. Well, and we also have, you have to remember, like, we know what college for, if if you went to college, you know what college was like. And I kept saying to my son, like, you're, you know, college is, is it can be a great time. It's, you know, you, I think you're going to really like it. You get to choose your classes and you get to have right. a little more free time during the day. Yes. But they don't know those things. And so, it, like I said before, it's hard for them to get excited about something that they don't know about yet. So yeah, right. I do think it's very normal. And of course you need to figure out if maybe your kid doesn't want to go to college, you know, that is right. a possibility too, if they're just not excited about college. So um, yeah, I do think it's totally normal. Yeah. Well, good. Cause <laughs> I was, I was, you know, in that zone for a little while, but I think we're back on track, but also my daughter, like you had mentioned, military has talked to, you know, several recruiters that have come by the school and um, you know, there's some great opportunities there. Um, there's other programs out there, you know, like AmeriCorps and just mm-hmm. different ways that you can just take some time to, yeah. you know, I know everyone's always, I remember, you know, the panic of parents saying like, well, if you take a year, you're not going to go like, so worried about that. But I think that that journey, you know, you'd rather them be ready for it and then to push them into something, um, and then not be ready for it, especially with, you know, what a huge investment it is um, to attend college. So, yeah. And I, I think too, you know, that, that lack of excitement, it may be stress and worry too. I mean, I think for my son, there was this element of, I'm a little bit worried about leaving home and I'm not sure oh, if I'm yeah. ready to leave home, especially after the lockdown and all of that. Um, 
I think this idea of like, well, maybe, you know, implying to these colleges that might be states away and thinking, do I really want to move 300 miles away? Right. What is that going to be like? I think that's stressful too. So it may be, it may seem like your child's not excited, but it's just that they're nervous and which I think is totally normal. Yeah. So, and this question, I think we talked, we kind of talked a little bit about this too, but as a parent, how much should you lead the process process versus stepping back and letting your child handle things? So I have some sort of strong feelings about this one because, you know, as we talked about that book, How to to Raise an Adult, you know, and she is a big proponent of, you know, not being a helicopter parent and, you know, letting, letting your child um, live their life without, you know, just getting in there and micromanaging everything. And so I went into this process like, okay, I want, I want my student to sort of my son to sort of lead this process and be in charge. The reality is that it is so complicated yes. and that there are so many different deadlines. And as I mentioned before, of course, they are balancing all of this with keeping up with their schoolwork and sports and extracurriculars yes. and all that. So I actually wish I had done things a little bit differently and been a tad more involved. I wish we had had sort of maybe like a calendar posted in the kitchen or in his room with the deadlines. If we had been a little bit more collaborative on, okay, what is due this day? What is due that day? Because it is complicated. And, you know, to just hand this all over to a 16 or 17 year old and expect them to manage it when there are like I said, these multiple platforms, different due dates, different deadlines, different forms. And, you know, like the financial aid form, that is absolutely going to impact you as the parent. So you need to make sure that certain things are in on time. Um, you know, if you are funding some or all of the all of the um, expense of college. So I think that there's a way to, to be involved and be aware of the deadlines. Um, my son ended up missing a really important deadline because I wasn't quite as involved as I wished I had been. Um, and so, you know, I think there is a balance that you can, you know, achieve without like nagging them about everything, but also being aware of what the dates are. You know, like I said, having maybe a calendar or something and just, just where you can both see it and know like, okay, in a week, this form is due so that it doesn't, you know, you don't have like an 11 PM the night before freak Mm -hmm. out of like, (laughs) which we had (laughs) of like, okay, this essay is due that you have to write really quick (laughs) before the deadline. And it's stressful. Um, And, you know, like when you go to submit it, the site might crash because so many, you know, people are on it trying to submit it. So um, I think, you know, I, 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 my advice to people is to be, to be a little bit involved um, not to take over the process. You're not going to be writing their essay for them or, you know, right. turning in all your forms, but just so you are aware of what needs to be done and the dates that things need to be in on. Because as we found out, like, if you miss a deadline, a lot of these schools will be like, sorry, sorry. You know? right? <laughs> we've got, you know, 20,000 other applicants and, you know. Well, that's really good advice because I think that I've really been trying to take a step back with the kids because, you know, as they get older, I definitely want them to be able to go out into the world and when I'm not by their yes. side and be able to function. So I'm glad you said that because I was hoping you weren't going to say completely be hands off because that would be hard. Like you said, I think with 
especially my oldest, you know, like keeping up with the deadlines and the calendars and she has a lot going on. And, you know, it's, I could see us getting into a little bit of a jam. So I think the calendar is a really good um, idea or even just when those key dates come out Mm -hmm. that, you know, plugging those in what, not to like go too far down the rabbit hole, but what are, do you mean like dates as far as like after admission or just dates to like, I guess, to apply or what are yeah, like, this? there will be, you know, early admission dates, for instance, okay. and, you know, um, to have those on your calendar, you know, when the ACT is or when, right. when the, when the date is that you can sign up for the ACT because they'll open up a date yes. and, you know, if you don't sign up pretty quick, it may be full and, you know, you may end up having to drive an hour or, or oh, so gotcha. you know, yes. to a location. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, when essays for different scholarships are due, you know, if your child is um, is going to apply for an honors program or something like that might be a different deadline for, you know, that application to be in. So many. So I guess <laughs> I just feel like if you're somebody who tries not to be a helicopter parent, give yourself some grace in this process and yes. recognize that it is it is complex and that it may be too much for your kid you know, to expect them to take on this entire thing by themselves while going to school and being a regular kid too. Right. That is really good advice. Um, So it seems like the college process can become a little stressful um, and emotional. How can parents help support their kids emotionally during this process? I think, um, you know, just listening to them, asking how they're doing, you know, trying not to make every conversation about it, right. which I know can be really hard. It you is. Know, yeah. <laughs> when you sit down, you know, to eat dinner, like it's not going to be like 20 questions about like, did you do this? And what about this school? And what do you think? And did you make that spreadsheet and blah, blah, blah. And right. that can be really hard to do, but to like, let them just be a 16 or 17 year old as well. And um, to make sure they feel like they can come to you uh, with stresses and worries. And, um, and like I was, was talking about, to make sure that you're not pressuring them too much and making everything be about college. Like, shouldn't you join this club because it would look good on college? Well, right. they enjoy that club. You know? Right. Like, are you trying to get them to pad their resume? You That's know, a really good point well, that, you know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I say this as someone who absolutely did that. was like, I know, I was just going to say, join I, another may, club. <laughs> I may or may not have just suggested a club. <laughs> I did the same thing I did the same thing but um yeah and you know just just obviously like like in in Julie's books like remembering there are lots of schools where you don't have to have a perfect SAT score and be you know president of every club at your school to be valued and welcomed and and succeed there that's awesome well I think this is also great I know like I said myself just starting to you know, dabble into this a little bit into this world. Um, and I feel like I jumped in and we're moving pretty quickly now. So mm-hmm. it's great to hear you having gone through it and out on the other side um, with some of this like real life advice, because I think we get kind of caught up in the, I don't want to say technical side of it all, but we forget about the actual just like process and the emotions and the you know, just dealing day to day. Yeah. Yep. It, so. It's a lot. I mean, it's, 
it's kind of a, an emotional time and a little bit of a stressful time, but I know that you'll feel the same way I feel when you're on the other end of it too. And you'll probably okay. have similar advice of just like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> you know, and so at out. that time, what that would be two years from now, I'll have to do yeah. a follow-up <laughs> podcast. Like it will be like, there I survived go. and like, yes. yeah, I can give everyone the update. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to know ever, especially with having teenagers. I'm like, so mm -hmm. you survived this. <laughs> right, exactly. So I might too. Well, you thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all these great tips and ideas for family. So before we close out, if our listeners want to connect with you, where can they find you to connect? My site is realmomnutrition.com and you can find me on social media um, at Real Mom Nutrition. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sally. Thanks for having me.